Welcome back to Obscure Broadcasting's podcast, Famous Last Words. We are well into our 31 days of horror, and for the 15th day of October, we're talking about Wes Craven's New Nightmare. My name's Andrew, and you are. I'm Teresa. Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Do you like movies where Heather Langenkamp can outrun a, a, a semi-truck going on the highway uh, and other bad CGI? Then this movie is for you. Are you? Do you like kind of meta things? Maybe? Then this movie is for you. Uh, what did you think of this movie, Teresa? So I really wanted to watch this one. And we're doing a lot of Wes Craven movies. Well, we're doing all of his in the same universe of the Freddy Krueger universe. But... Um, you know, cause I had never seen any of these before. And then after watching Nightmare on Elm Street one and three, we, I was like, let's watch Wes Craven's new nightmare because I wanted to, I heard it was like kind of meta and about, you know, like horrors start happening while they're filming a new like Nightmare on Elm Street or he's writing a new script. Anyway, it seemed very interesting. I like meta things. Um... I liked Scream kind of like I appreciate Scream's like place in film and horror, um, but it wasn't my favorite film. So I was like, okay, yeah, let's watch this. So it's not great. Uh, nope, this one's a little rough. This one's a rough watch for sure. I uh, wasn't expecting it. I thought it was going to be good. It was like kind of boring, really corny really just terrible cgi like they just like discovered that cgi was cool in 1990 what seven this movie's from 1994 1994 so yeah they just like overuse cgi the it, man himself is in it Wes craven is in the movie mm -hmm. and uh this movie had all sorts of problems the music is bad too mm. in that beginning but heather langenkamp I just feel like she she did not develop into a great actress as she got older. A lot of her scenes feel so stilted and she kind of has like a dead, like affectless face. Um, as like, she's supposed to be this very concerned mother. She makes a lot of like dubious choices about what to do with her kid. There is a number, I mean, Robert England is in the movie as himself, but he's also playing Freddy. They, they completely redesigned Freddy. So the plot of the movie is that the a demo an ancient demonic spirit has chosen, because of the, how successful the movies have been, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies have been, has chosen to inhabit as his vessel Freddy Krueger's image, but kind of redoes him. Now, did you like the way that Freddy looked in this? I mean, it was a lot of silicone and kind of, less practical looking yeah it was okay like i could see what they were going for like um they were tr attempting to be like more scary more horror more 90s like audience what audience 90s audiences might expect um but i like the old one better i think there's like a charm to his sweater and his hat and his like kind of lumpy face yeah this one definitely had there were parts of this that were somewhat scarier. He felt more like dangerous, more like vicious, maybe. Um, but yeah, the iconic design was replaced with uh, what was actually more closer were closer to the mock-ups that they had originally wanted Freddy to look like, as opposed to what they ended up kind of going with. Um, Do you get the sense that Wes Craven was like, "No one let me make 
my movies like I want to make them so I'm going to make this movie exactly how I want to make it and it's going to be batshit crazy and you guys are all going to have to deal with that yeah maybe I mean (laughs) I think that like I think he's also working out of a lot of the ideas that he used in Scream Mm -hmm. like a lot of these meta ideas about how to like exist and being self-referential I think that we scream isn't as good without this movie um, because the best parts of this movie, and there's not a lot of them, let's be honest. Uh, the best parts of this movie is at one point. So John Saxton, who played her father, who played Heather Langenkamp's father in the movies. And then the original, a nightmare on Elm street and a nightmare on Elm street three colon dream warriors. <laughs> um, John. So he's in this movie as himself. And there's one sequence where he has agreed to meet Heather Heather, the the character, at her home, and her son is missing. Her son is in the house, and she's, he's agreed to meet her there. He shows up and slowly starts to call her Nancy, which is her name in the movies, and reality starts to merge with... Like, it's really mm-hmm. disorienting that he keeps on calling, why are you calling me Nancy? She's like, why are you calling me Nancy, John? And she's like, why are you calling me John? And, like, slowly it becomes, like, She's living the. She's literally living the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they never explain it or pay that off, but that moment works really well. And he like goes out and gets in his same cop car that he had in the original movie, and it all works. And their her they're, house has now become the Nightmare on Elm Street house. Yep, and their costumes are the costumes that they're wearing in the first movie. And she eventually, at the very end of that sequence, she calls him dad, and then he like drives away. So I thought that was really good. That was my favorite part of the whole thing too. Which uh, that moment is preceded by the CGI fest that we've been talking about, the green screen CGI fest of like they're crossing a uh, a highway and the kid is like levitating and like the, she's <laughs> levitating and there's she's outrunning cars going full speed and there's a giant Freddy in the sky and then there's like lots of Freddies. Yeah, this movie was that, that was a, it goes from its highest high to its low from its lowest low to its highest high. Mm-hmm. In, in consecutive scenes um and then like in the final battle there's always like a final battle with the freddy movies in freddy's world in freddy's world and the nightmares and so this one is just like over the top tons of cgi silliness and not like a good way like they're trying to be too serious but then you know the reason why i liked dream warriors like aesthetic is because they were you know, leaning into the the campy, leaning into the silly, the like bright lights and costume and costume design, and and production design, and all practical special effects. Like it all marries so well with like the Freddy Krueger story and what they've built. And so trying to like undo all of that and make Freddy like way more scary and more what they thought was more scary, but actually is way, way cheesier and dated now with all that CGI. The the tongue thing where he extends his tongue and it wraps around. It's just like there's something better about that, but like you're completely like the suspension of disbelief is just gone because like, yeah, like you said, she falls through things that look like the opening frames of Blade Runner, but just like hell, like the original Blade Runner, but just like hell, there's flames and there's like statues and there's like (laughs) vaguely Egyptian shit and there's vaguely medieval shit. And I... And then she like defeats this evil beast that's actually like this ancient demonic. Like it, it gets all kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, having now watched these movies and wrapping up here, what do you kind of think of Wes Craven's like oeuvre, like his whole thing? I mean, we haven't watched The Last House on the Left. 
Um, but we've watched a lot of his major works now. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess I don't quite get the Wes Craven like hype. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's a pretty good storyteller. The character of Freddy is a great invention. Um, but I don't know. It's like Nightmare on Elm Street. I could see being really scary watching it for the first time as a younger person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Scream is kind of genius in like the meta sense. Um, which I think you're right. I think he worked out a lot of his his like trial and error in this uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare, and so that benefited Scream because it was actually better put together. People got to just like experience the meta slasherness of it all and really like enjoy it. So yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I I think I like Wes Craven looking at his movies. I mean, another one we haven't watched uh, as part of the series and uh, one of his earlier things is uh, The Hills Have Eyes, the original Hills Have Eyes, which I, I by reputation I know is very scary. Um, I think Scream 2 is really good. I think Scream 2 is a, is a really good sequel to the original Scream. Because it like they he had planned that story too. I haven't seen Scream three or four. Or, yeah, there's only four. Um, I've Red Eye is good. Uh, Red Eye is a is you know that movie with oh, yeah. Killian Murphy and Rachel McAdams and they're on a plane and he's a bad guy and gets a pen in the throat. Um, I get it, I guess, but I feel like Wes Craven has the same relationship and the same um reputation as John Carpenter and and. No disrespect to the late Wes Craven, and he's made some really amazing movies, but I just don't see like how people are always comparing those two together. Yeah, I think because like they're very prolific and similar age experiment in a lot of different places within the genre, which I think is really appreciated. I forget about The Hills Has Eyes. Like I haven't seen that one, but I've I've heard that one's amazing, and maybe maybe it should be on our list or in the future we do this next year. Um, one last quick question. I mean, another person that gets talked a lot about with Wes Craven is Sam Raimi. Um, do you think it was wise for Sam Raimi to stop doing kind of horror movies and start doing, I mean, cause he pivoted away after evil dead and evil dead Two. He made for lack of, you know, not a lot of people like it. I actually can think it's pretty good baseball movie for love of the game, but then he made all the Spider-Man movies. So he definitely like has had a full career. Um, do you think like, how do you think Sam Raimi fits into like the horror genre? Because we're not going to actually talk about any of his movies either. Yeah, I don't know a ton about Sam Raimi. I know a little bit about his past and getting started with Evil Dead, but I actually wonder if he isn't like it's not horror first for him, and it never really was, except for like making home movies with his friends, you know, which mm-hmm. eventually turned into Evil Dead. So I actually don't know if he's like really passionate about the genre or if he is just into storytelling and directing, because I think he, he just really likes directing. I think, I think so too. I think Sam Raimi is a good director. I think that he might not be as horror centric as the other ones or horror first. Um, but it is worth noting that Wes Craven and Sam Raimi definitely try to make references to each other's movies as much as possible. Oh yeah. They slip them. Yep. Yeah, like the, references. The glove the- I think is in evil dead Two or something that mm-hmm. makes reference to the glove. I forgot about that too. Yeah, I'll have to read more about that. Um, well, thank, thanks so much for listening. If you like this, there's plenty of other episodes on the uh, podcast. My name's Andrew. And I'm Teresa. And this is 31 Days of Horror.